This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. It is uh, Sunday, February 10th, 2019 at 1233 p.m. right now as I'm broadcasting this live right now. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to be focusing on two topics for today, one of them being relevant to the month and the week, and the other being relevant to the day. Today is the Grammy Awards, and uh, 61st Annual Grammy Awards to be more specific, and uh, we're going to be covering talking about the potential artists. I'm no big, huge music fan, although I do follow it a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the potential artists. We actually have an expert who is at the Grammys as we speak. Right now, we'll talk to him on the phone in just a couple minutes, and also, we'll talk about uh, this huge Jeff Bezos scandal with the National Enquirer, AMI, how it relates to Trump, the Washington Post, and Jeff Bezos, what it means for the future of journalism, and how I think he's handling it. Well, so uh, get your opinion. If you call in the number 312-625-8492, leave a voicemail. The lines are open 24-7 if you want to leave a voicemail, and... Uh, Talk to me about what you think. It's all coming up next. Grammy's coverage and the coverage of Jeff Bezos today is brought to you in part by Blueberry. If you go to the website, j-dorty.com, and you enter the code... Uh, or, sorry, if you go to j-dorty.com slash b-l-u-b-r-r-y, or if you go to blueberry.com and enter the code j-a-y-d-o-h-e-r-t-y, all fall, all in caps at checkout, you can get a month free of Blueberry's phenomenal podcast hosting services. That's how you're listening to this show. So the show is literally brought to you by Blueberry, and we're so grateful for their support of the show. Again, the website is b-l-u-b-r-r-y.com. The code is jdorty. Alrighty, so there's a lot that's happening uh, in the world right now, especially within the music industry. Of course, it's the Grammys, the 61st Annual Grammy Awards, broadcasted uh, on CBS, is the network of choice this, uh, this year, actually. They broadcasted the Super Bowl, and now they're doing the Grammys, so big year for CBS. Of course, the Super Bowl didn't go over that well in terms of uh, viewer... Well, I think they had, they had a good amount of uh, viewership, but just in terms of the game, it was pretty boring, and the, the halftime show was no prize either, but... I don't know, maybe they can redeem themselves with their uh, Grammy coverage. There's a lot of big artists that will be performing, a lot of big artists that are nominated in terms of hip-hop, which is the most prominent field uh, at the moment. Uh, Cardi B uh, is up there with I Like It, This Is America, a very big one by Childish Gambino is up there, God's Plan by Drake, of course, that was a big one this year. Uh, Rockstar by uh, Post Malone and 21 Savage, who was uh, recently supposedly going to be deported, so... I don't know uh, what the deal is with that. May, will he be there? I don't know. He was arrested by ICE, and we had coverage of that on the Doherty Files, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that'll be any huge topic of discussion. Uh, Cardi B is on this list more than a lot of the people on here. She has uh, her album of the year is nominated Invasion of Privacy, uh, and Scorpion by Drake is also nominated, Beer Bongs and Bentley by Post Malone, and tons of others. They're actually pretty, all the artists are pretty synonymous, something that you don't normally see, uh, or actually sometimes you do see with, with the, the Grammys, but, uh, it's, it's not like a very diverse list is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of the same people that appear on the, on a similar list. Uh, I see God's Plan here is nominated for Tons of things, song of the year, album of the year, uh, including that, and uh, tons of tons of other things. So, 
uh, interesting. Let's see, let's talk about the best new artists. This is a category, I, you know, I, of course, don't uh, purposely follow music, although I do listen to it just because you have to, I mean, it's pretty hard to avoid listening to music. Uh, and the best new artists that are nominated at the moment uh, are Chloe X Hal, I believe that's how you say it, Luke Combs, Greta Van Fleet, uh, Dua Lipa, H.E.R., uh, Margot Price, B.B. Rexa, and Georgia Smith. Uh, I do, uh, actually, the guy who I'm going to be talking about, uh, Mike Heideman, uh, is my cousin. He also covers, he's a radio producer, he covers uh, a lot of music, he has a great podcast, and we'll talk to him about that, it's called Sound Sessions, you can find it on the best radio station in the world, WGN Radio, and, um, he does it all about music, he just did an interview with Greta Van Fleet, which I, uh, hope to help edit with, so... That's a name that I know uh, pretty well. I know Dua Lipa. She's been uh, pretty uh, big. That's yeah, I guess I could say that's my prediction for who will win. So that will be pretty big. Another big one for uh, best pop solo performance was Havana by Camila Cabello. That was a big one that I know. Uh, Better Now by Post Malone, another one. But I know Lady Gaga is up there as well, along with uh, Ariana Grande and Beck. So uh, that's as we look at the pop and the uh, big uh, prominent nominations. Those seem to be at the top right now. Uh, I'm not seeing anything more, you know, particular. There's a lot of categories, dance and electronic music, contemporary, instrumental, rock, and uh, alternative R&B. Actually, you know, I think it's kind of funny. The definition of alternative music, I was looking at the history of it earlier before I recorded the podcast, uh, and it's, I think I forgot to mention the time, it's 12.38 right now, and uh, I was listening and reading to all this alternative music, and the definition of alternative music really changed. It is not what it used to be, the category is completely different, uh, and, you know, I don't know that much about... uh, alternative music, just the history of it, but I was reading just briefly, and from what I saw, it's now kind of just music that it's not mainstream, but it's still a category, and when it used to just be the music that you really wouldn't see prominently within record stores, uh, is from what I read on my brief little research uh, trip, but uh, I don't know. Let me know what you think. The number is 312-625-8492 if you want to leave a voicemail with your opinion. I'm going to be joined by Michael Heideman, a radio producer, and he covers the music industry as a whole on uh, WGN Radio, 720 AM in Chicago. We'll be talking to him next on the Jay Doherty Podcast. You probably think that you are better now. Better All right, everyone, we are back here, and uh, I'm in Chicago right now, but my... Uh, there's a radio producer who produces for the best uh, radio station in the city, if not the world. Michael Heideman is in Los Angeles. He's my cousin, and he's joining me right now from Los Angeles. He's about to go to the Grammys. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. Jay, it's an honor to be on your show. Thanks for thanks for talking to me. Yeah, well, thank you so much uh, for being here and talking to me here on the show. Yeah, so we're talking uh, over the phone right now, and you are a go- you're at the Grammys, you're in Los Angeles, and you're about to go. Are you gonna? What artists do you think you'll see? Do you think you'll see any, or what? What do you expect uh, overall for the night? I'm thinking I'm gonna see all of them tonight, which is pretty astonishing. I mean, it's cool to be a music fan and a music journalist and get to travel all these spots, and then finally get to come to Los Angeles to see the biggest show of the year especially for recording artists. I mean, this is the place where you want to be. Uh, it's been going on since 1959 here in L.A. and and just giving accolades to the greatest songwriters of all time. So I'm thinking tonight there's a huge Dolly Parton tribute that's oh, yeah. going to be happening with Katy Perry, Florida Georgia Line, Marin Morris, all these amazing country artists 
and uh, well, of course Katy Perry. I guess you can't really quantify her as a country artist, but it's, it's going to be her. I think that we're going to have uh, performances from. Uh, there was supposed to be an Ariana Grande performance, but I think that got canceled because she wasn't allowed to play the songs that she wanted. But hmm. there's going to be so there's going to be so many great performances. I'm looking forward to just seeing the fanfare of it all and to see the telecast and how they really do the TV side of things. Yeah, yeah. Because, because it's it's weird because the pre-show starts at noon, and this is a little insider information. So they run all the pre-show ceremony of all the people who you don't see get on the big stage, which is technical engineers, hmm. producers, all the things that you know you and I would love, Jay. That's awesome, uh, yeah. Well, that's good right, insider dude. information. I like that stuff. Uh, so there's, I was always kind of confused about the, because I feel like the Grammys, just the way that they vote and all the music, it gets a little bit complicated. Do you know anything about like the voting process or do I mean, it, I don't know if, if you would know that, but like, I just always found a little bit not as straightforward as like the Oscars and some other uh, award shows. What, what do you know about that stuff? Well, yeah, exactly. It, it, it is different from the Oscars. It's a peer based voting process. There's a few stages. So you, an artist, so you, let's say, Jay wants to deliver the, his beats to the world, but he wants to see if they'll be recognized. So DJ, DJ Jazzy J submits his music to the Grammy um, Academy, and then they're going to look at it, and they get over, I think, 15,000 submissions a wow. year. Wow. So then then it goes into a process where the uh, the Academy – gives it to 300 curated experts in their field. So there's an expert for classical music, an expert for rap music, an expert for rock music. And they all cipher through all of these nomin- or all these entries, figure out the ones that they want to bring to the stage, and then it goes into uh, the voting academy members get to vote solely based on their expert of critique, uh, expert of uh, expertise, uh, area of expertise. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I just had a big pancake and I'm still digesting. Oh it, no, don't but... <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. But then, but then once it goes through them, and it goes through the curated experts, then it'll be uh, submitted to for the voting panel, and then after all of that, we'll see who wins it on the big night of the Grammys. So it's a, it's a long, long uh, stage to get that uh, that mo- that uh, gramophone statue. It's oh yeah, astonishing. It's really awesome, and there's a lot of good albums that are nominated, especially like in the uh, pop and the kind of the more prominent fields, like in terms of like charts and iTunes and things like that. I see Scorpion by Drake is up there, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B, Beer Bongs and Bentley, Post Malone, uh, tons of other ones. What do you think, just as of now, what do you think is a good one for album of the year personally, and then what do you think the Grammys will say about that? <laughs> so that's a good point because it comes down to who should win versus who will win. Exactly. And and I know for for a fact that I'm thinking you're pulling for Post Malone, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's he's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I thought that album was pretty good when it came out. I listened to all the songs, so yeah. It's an it, that was it was an amazing album because it put him on in the mainstream's front page. Yeah. I mean, think about it, Invasion of Privacy right now, one right. of the biggest albums of the year, but will it win? Will it capture the hearts of these Grammy experts? Who, who knows? knows? I'm thinking I'm thinking the tide is going to wave toward uh, country music darling Casey Musgraves because mm-hmm. I hear all these rumblings about her. And every year I watch, the people I want to win don't win. So the Kendrick Lamars, the Cardi B's aren't going to take on the trophy. But it's 
it's more so thought about for album of the year all the production work that went to went into it all the touring and everything that that uh encompasses an album so she might take it home but hey if if drake wins it or or cardi b is a sleeper hit that takes it home that'll make for an excellent controversial grammy yeah 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 it's an important year Definitely, and I see a lot of like uh, repeats on the on like on the list for nominated song of the years, album of the years, artist of the years, and all that stuff. Do you think uh, this is is the consistency with the names? Is it normally pretty diverse, or is it different this year because there's more artists uh, or less artists that are actually being nominated? Because I see a lot of you know the same people on the same list. Is it normally this kind of straightforward, or is it more diverse normally? Like how does how does this compare to years past? It, well, yeah, it, it's always pretty, uh, there's always that you, you'll constantly, so that's why Kanye West could be nominated for 11 albums, or 11 awards in one night, because it's all about how many albums they sell at the end of the day, too. Sales gets a huge, huge bump uh, to these music artists, so, um, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jay. While I was rambling, I forgot the question. What was the question again? Oh, I was just saying, how does the uh, like how does this Grammys compare to years past in terms of consistency of artists? I know you. I mean, you kind of like answered it. Uh, in terms oh yeah, of- you're you're exactly right. Yeah, because um, there are more there are more artists this year because the 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 award show moved the biggest awards of the night from five nominees to eight nominees. Oh now, right. Yeah. 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 To- yeah. And and that actually makes it a little bit harder because now it's a smorgasbord of great artists. Right. And what what does it mean? Like, is it just uh, an honor to get nominated at this point because there are so many people in the field? Um. So, so yeah, I think it was interesting that they took it from five to eight, especially for new artists of the year because you know, with bands like Greta Van Fleet and right, right, and Dua Ariana Lipa, Grande, yeah. Dua Lipa, yeah, yeah, the, they they're all getting their credo for best new artist but at the same time the people at the tail end of that list mm-hmm. i haven't even i haven't even heard of them I don't oh yeah I, I have never heard of them it's people like uh i mean i don't know i i might just be not in the music enough but i see margot price bb rexa georgia smith those are at the best artist uh nominated i think what's also kind of interesting and this is kind of where in my opinion it turns a little bit uh, in terms of the pop, the best pop solo performance, the people who are nominated are Beck, Camila Cabello, uh, Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, and Post Malone. Those are all names, except for I don't. I've never heard of Beck, but I don't follow it closely. Uh, that I've you, heard you've of. you've never heard of Beck? No, oh, man. He- He's he's been around since the 1990s. I know I should know this stuff. I, I like I really like uh, like modern music and 80s music. So those are the places I follow, and I don't really go. Unfortunately, I don't go outside of that little zone. But I think these... are, are you calling me old, Jay? No, no, not at all, not at all. I'm just saying I follow a certain type of music, and I should follow more. But I think these. Uh, performances in these uh, nomination award shows are really interesting. Who do you think will get the uh, best pop solo performance for vocal, uh, for new vocal or instrumental pop recordings? Pop solo. So I know that, um, is, is this the, the award category where Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande are going against each other? Am I correct in that or not? I, well, so I'm looking on their page. It says Post Malone, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Camila Cabello, and Beck. I don't. Oh, that's right. That's right, right. Yeah. You know what? Uh, and Lady Gaga is up for shallow, correct? Uh, it says Joanne. Where do you think you're going? I, I might be. I mean. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have my notes in front of me. Oh I'm no, don't, I, I wouldn't expect. I'm standing up. 
I'm standing outside a best value hotel right now in, in Los Angeles <laughs> and with the rain pouring on me. But I, you know, I think that, huh, that's a good question because Post Malone had such a great album. Um, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to root for Post. I'm going to go Posty for that one because yeah. I've won. I know you're a fan of his. And for two, you can't deny his album sales and the fact that now he's a ubiquitous name in music. I mean, oh, yeah. that pulls a lot. Yeah, he started out. He started out with uh, like very little. He played the guitar, and now he's on the top hits and top charts of everything. Um, so yeah, I mean everything looks pretty good in terms. I mean, you know, pop and and, and hip hop has really made a big stride recently. Uh, I mean, in terms of like twenty years ago, ten years ago, and uh, if have you looked at some of the other categories that are not as popular, like rock? Uh, or well, I mean, rock is always going to be popular, but alternative and all that type of other stuff. Yeah, you know, I haven't done a deep dive into it yet. I yeah. think that's the cool thing because I want to be able to go in there clean with an unjaded sense of who's going to win and, and and how the night feels mm -hmm. because I think that depending on the vibe of the current week and, and the time we're living on will kind of reflect that, uh, that notion into a lot of the artists who win tonight. Um, I know that there is, there is a post-hominous... Uh, award member who's who might be winning tonight which is mac miller oh right yeah away. yeah yeah so i think that you know his music was great he did a lot for the community but i'm thinking that he might go to he might win it tonight just because not only was he a great artist but i think that there's a there's some time to reflect on on who he was as a person and that might make him win some of the awards that he's up for but it's gonna be a fun night, Jay. I'm looking forward to it. I wish you were out here too. Oh yeah, well I'm very I'm looking forward to it, uh, looking forward to it as well. If you want to watch for all the people listening, uh, it's today, February 10th on CBS. If you want to tune in, Mike, we'll look for you on TV because maybe we'll see you out there. <laughs> Jay, I will wait to you. We'll do some kind of signal when I'm when I'm. Oh on yeah, air, okay? please please do. And also, uh, if you get any good interviews, let me know. Send them over. We'll talk about them on uh, on this podcast. So thank you so much for uh, talking to me today. Thanks so much, Jay. Happy Grammys. All right, Michael Heidemann in uh, Los Angeles. When she coming for my heart, it feels like I'm get it. I'ma turn the tables, promise you will not forget it. Won't apologize, don't give a few if you're offended. No discussion, yeah, we gotta go our separate ways. Won't take me down in flames. I don't even wanna know your name. Watch how everything is gonna change. Yeah, hey. That's Post Malone. Over Now, and the album, which is in that, it's called Beer Bongs and Bentleys, is being nominated at the Grammys tonight. We just talked to uh, Michael Heideman, a musical journalist who uh, hosts the podcast Sound Sessions on WGN Radio, the best podcast for music and the coverage of it. On WGN Radio, you can find it in your paid, favorite podcast directories, iTunes, WGNRadio.com, and other places, or you can go to j-story.com slash sound sessions if you want to hear more of Michael and his wonderful co-host that he hosts for the podcast on Sound Sessions. That'll be it for uh, Post Malone for right now. We're going to fade that out right now. But I want to play that because Mr. Mr. Post Malone is being nominated for 
tons, 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 tons of uh, Grammy nominations today. And, you know, I don't, as I said before, I don't really cover the music industry. I, I like to follow it a little bit. Uh, I like to follow it more, actually. But uh, I don't follow it as much as I'd like to, and I probably should follow it more. Uh, but it seems like the Grammys is that one time of the year where everyone wants to watch because not only of its um, his- history, it's been around for 61 years, and uh, th- this is the 61st one. And uh, tons of good people being nominated, and we can't wait to watch. It's going to be on CBS if you want to watch it today. CBS and uh, Sunday, February 10th, 2019, it starts airing. Tons of great performances. As uh, And I didn't actually know this. There was tons of inside information disclosed uh, for a portion of that interview. He talked about how TV, the, the coverage, the production of it actually works out. It's not all as live as you may think, but tons, tons of good uh things being nominated. I read off earlier a couple of good nominations. Uh, so that is what it looks like right now in terms of Grammy nominations in the world, and we're very happy to have everyone uh, here covering it, and very special thank you to Mike Heidemann, uh, really, and let's get that uh, fake clapping sound if we can in here. Special thank you to Mike, please. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you well deserve it, and I'm very, very glad to have you here on the podcast. we got to move on to the big, big, huge story. No exaggeration when I say huge. Uh, the big story of this week, Jeff Bezos, the uh, potential ex- extortion and blackmail that is going down right now at the National Enquirer. Now, this seems like a pretty pretty bad journalistic practice, although one that is qu- frequently exploited by uh, AMI, which is uh, the National Enquirer's parent company. They, uh, basically, what they did is they said, you know, Bezos, we have these images of you, and you gotta do this stuff, or we will release them. And these images, supposedly, what they have are, uh, just very embarrassing, uh, very revealing photos of Mr. Bezos and his, uh, girlfriend. Of course, he was married when, uh... He, he had this girlfriend, so that's the big scandal. He's the richest man in the world, and he was just uh, uh, found to have this uh, scandal going on right here. And um, the National uh, Enquirer and AMI, are pretty uh, they have a lot of guts to go up about against the richest man in the world. There's two options, in my opinion, for Mr. Bezos, uh, one of which he's actually done pretty well on uh, introducing for himself. He leaked out the emails and said his uh, pr- next actions, his subsequent actions of that, uh, in in a blog post that he wrote, but I think uh, one of the good things, most important things that Mr. Bezos can do is just be as open as he possibly can. He said in a blog post on Medium.com, he released all of the emails that the National Enquirer sent him about uh, these images, and we can actually look at them, and I'll have the link at the website. If you go to j-story.com slash Jeff Bezos post, you can uh, go ahead and see that. I'm going to, I have the, um, actual post that he wrote pulled up here on my computer. I do think that he um, really did uh, put this... Um, like I think he wrote this by himself. I don't think he had any PR teams or anything like that. But he put he puts a lot of uh, interesting things on there. He puts confidential information not not for distribution emails sent uh, from uh, Howard or Dylan Howard, who is the uh, chief content officer over at AMI, which is uh, the National Enquirer's parent company. He says, um, uh, "This is what this is what uh, Mister." Uh, Bezos said, or I'm sorry, this is what, and I apologize for not having context, uh, Dylan, who is this guy, uh, at the, the, the head of, uh, uh, 
AMI, and uh, he's the chief content officer for them, so they he you know handles all the distribution. He said that they have tons of uh, pictures of Mr. Bezos. It's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's see. Wait, let me make sure about that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine photos that they supposedly have. And of course, Mr. Bezos was really, really, just totally, 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 totally uh, surprised about this. He was, and it's really just kind of. I mean, of course, it is very stupid of him to not only have this relationship with the, with the with the um, this female uh, who is supposedly a former news reporter. It is, uh, you know, and I'm saying that because you know he's married and he has kids and everything. The really stupid thing that he did was have uh, things in print describing his relationship, especially when they're photos that can be taken by the very vicious uh, mainstream media, especially places like the National Enquirer, where they will literally do anything to get clicks. And this is just an example of that. He says, Be assured, no real journalist ever proposed anything like what is happening here. I will not report embarrassing information about y- uh, you if you do X for me. And if you don't do X quickly, I will report the embarrassing information. That is exactly what Mr. Bezos says, and I think that's one of the most uh, uh, prominent sen- sentences within this whole Medium bl- blog post that he wrote. Again, you can find that at uh, j com slash Bezos, uh, where you'll be able to find this post. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, it's extortion, it's blackmail, and most of the time it's for political purposes. And the political side of this comes in with uh, Mr. David Pecker. Now, Mr. Pecker is Trump's uh, very longtime friend, and uh, the conspiracy here uh, is the, so David Pecker is the, um, just for context, the, uh, head and publisher of the National Enquirer, and, uh, he does a lot of very interesting things. He was, um, he's a long, very close friend of Donald Trump. He's the CEO of American Media Incorporated, and he claimed that the company's threat to publish the nude photos of Jeff Bezos, and, uh, with, you know, if he didn't cooperate with, um, the terms that they laid out for him, um, he said that it was, that Mr. Mr. Pecker said explicitly on, uh, uh, George Stephanopoulos' show on ABC, he said, it is absolutely not extortion and it's not blackmail, and that was, uh, I mean, it was him saying that, but it was through his attorney, Ilkin Ar- uh, Abramowitz, uh, I'm sorry, I believe that's how you say it, and, um, he said that wasn't extortion, it wasn't, uh, you know, blackmail at all. But, I mean, that's literally the definition of blackmail. If you do this for me, you will be off the hook for this. And uh, they literally, I mean, that's exactly what they did, and he probably instructed um, Mr., uh, Mr. They, they probably instructed this to happen. Um, you know, Mr., uh, why, why, Mr. Pecker, sorry, instructed Mr. Howard to do this. And again, Dylan Howard is the chief content officer. So... After that, uh, these are this is what um, John, who's the deputy general counsel of American Media LLC, he says that these are the proposed terms. A full and complete, and it's in its, in its section into uh, seven parts. A full and complete mutual release of all claims that American media, on the other, on the one hand, and Jeff Bezos and Gavin De Becker, uh, the Bezos parties, on the other hand, uh, may have against each other. 
Number two, a public, uh, public mutually agreed upon acknowledgement from the Bezos parties released through a mutually agreeable news outlet affirming they have no knowledge or basis for suggesting that AM's coverage was politically motivated or influenced by political forces in an agreement they will cease referring to such a possibility. AM, of course, referring to uh, American media, agrees not to publish, distribute, share, or describe unpublished text and photos. AM affirms that it undertook no electronic eavesdropping in connection with its reports and has no knowledge of such conduct. Number five, the agreement is completely confidential. Number six, in the case of the breach in the agreement by one or more of the Bezos parties, American media is released from its obligations under the agreement and may publish the unpublished materials. Number seven, any other disputes arising out of this agreement shall be first submitted to the JAMS mediation in California. That's called extortion right there. That's from John. He's the Deputy General Counselor, Counselor of American Media, LLC. So, um, what I actually thought was kind of funny, I don't know if this was a joke, but Mr. Bezos put his uh, cell numbers and his office numbers uh, publicly on the thing, so a bunch of people probably raiding his cell phone uh, as we speak. But it's really interesting. You know, Jeff Bezos, uh, he put this on his Medium account. If you don't know what Medium is, it's basically a completely facilitated uh, post for blogs and other things where you don't have to worry about themes, you don't have to worry about web design, you don't have to constantly worry about uh, existing on the web. You just write a little uh, write a little bit of stuff that you want to be uh, on online and talk about that in, in full. Now, the interesting thing is that this has been, what I think, and Bezos, in, in the way that he's handled this, I think it is really good. I think he's done the best job that he could. Of course, he made terrible decisions, and he shouldn't even be, if, if I mean, you know, he shouldn't even have gotten himself into this situation in the first place, but the way he's handled the subsequent uh, consequences of this have been pretty good. Uh, in fact, there is a Washington Post columnist who happens to be uh, the uh, employee of Jeff Bezos because he owns the Washington Post. She said that uh, what he's done has done, what he's done something pretty admirable here, and she says this uh, as a reporter, and she says not as Jeff Bezos' boss, and I thought that she was pretty pretty right about that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the possibility of these photos going public are. No one really knows. That's why this, uh, you know, these photos and this whole publication, the National Enquirer, is such a scam. It's so, you know, they'll do anything for the clicks, and that's really bad. It's not real journalists. It's not, as Miss Sullivan said in an interview, uh, it's not real journalistic integrity that places like the New York Times and the Washington Post uphold. They would never do that to anyone. And Jeff Bezos, as I said in that quote, he says that explicitly, and he says, you know, don't claim this isn't, um, this isn't, uh, you know, real journalism. You know, he said no real journalist will ever p propose anything like what is happening here. Very true words from Mr. Bezos. So, he's doing a good job, and I think uh, I, I applaud him for handling this right. He's not giving up. He's not uh, doing anything of this sort. He does a very, very uh, good job, in my opinion, of, uh, you know, doing all the all these things. So, and handling it well. Um... Yeah. I mean, you can read the whole blog post. It's interesting that they uh, put these emails out there. But really, where the, where the line is important, where it, where it stands right now, because this is where people seem to get a little bit confused. Where it stands right now is um, basically what is happening, and people don't really understand this, is 
Jeff Bezos, I mean, really, the, the, the predicament that has existed for him, and the predicament that started subsequent predicaments, was how the heck the, the National Enquirer, AMI, got these photos that no one knows. I mean, like, including Bezos, including, I mean, the only people who know are the National Enquirer. And um, that's really the big question here. Now, my prediction, and the prediction of many people in the mainstream, is that it's Miss Sanchez, who is this woman who he's uh, cheated on his wife with. Uh, her brother, who is a big Trump supporter, he likes Trump, I think he has some, even if he didn't explicitly send the pictures over, I think he has some big role in in uh, this uh, whole debacle, and that's something that n not many people are talking about. The other thing is, uh, what happens now is that, uh, and as he said in this uh, post, you know, he's conducting his own private investigation uh, into what how these photos were given to Mister uh, to the National Enquirer and how they got over to AMI. Uh, so he's conducting that as separate and independent of the Washington Post, which of course is his multi-million dollar uh, news uh, web uh, news uh, publication, which I frequently read. And uh, that's the really interesting thing. He's not doing it within the Washington Post. It's completely independent of of his pre-existing companies, and he's doing this all for himself and all uh, by himself. So that's really uh, very interesting. Um, to see what that will be. But the problem is with that, you know, I mean, people say, oh, well, wouldn't the uh, National Enquirer respond to that? And the answer is yes, they did. They said, you know, you got to drop this investigation, otherwise we're just going to release them right now. And uh, that's where it stands right now. So after all this back and forth with the uh, chief content officers, with the CEO of the National Enquirer, with uh, AMI, David Pecker, all these people, it stands as, you got to drop the investigation into what we did, how we got these pictures, and why this story even exists. Otherwise, we'll complete the story and get all these photos out so the public can see them in our magazine and uh, get a bunch of more money racked in for them. I don't consider them, they're just as fake news as Breitbart. I mean, these National Enquirer people, they're vicious. They are terrible human beings. Shame on them <laughs> for for upholding these types of... Uh, cruel things, uh, cruel practices that they so proudly uphold, especially when they're met when they're messing with the literally the richest person in the world. Huh. It's sad to see on both sides. Sad that Mr. Bezos made these decisions. It's sad that the National Enquirer wants are so vicious to get clicks, and it's really sketchy the whole situation in general about how they obtained the story in the first place. It's the Jay Doherty podcast, episode number seventy two. And I'm very happy to have you here with me. It's uh, top of the half hour right now, 1.30, and I believe, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. It's a Sunday right here, February 10th, 2019 at uh, 1.35, and uh, the big news tomorrow, big news at the end of the week, it'll be the uh, fe February 15th at the end of the week, it'll be the day that Trump says, you know, we're going to either open, the, or we're going to shut down the government again for another, uh, for, for, the, for funding for the border wall, or... We're going to make the uh, historic decision of declaring a national emergency. We'll have live coverage of that on Friday. That was the wrong sound effect, but I suppose it works. Why not? I was supposed to do the uh, swoosh, and I just did it. So it's 136 right now. I think that's a decent place to end the podcast. And uh, let's see. We'll pick a Grammy-nominated song to close out the podcast. So you got to watch tonight. Look out for Mike. We'll have a picture of him on the website so you know who to look for uh, if you want to see 
him. He'll hopefully uh, interview with a bunch of people over at the Grammys, a bunch of good artists and uh, other things like that. So it'll be very, very interesting uh, to see exactly who is nominated, who wins, and uh, who he interviews. So it'll be interesting. Um, let's see here. Um, how about we do the very iconic uh, Drake song, uh, God's Plan. Maybe we'll close that out. Do we have that in the uh, on the uh, on the uh, cassette here? Do we have that here for us? I believe we do. Let's see if we can get it in a track. How about we do track four? There it is. Let's close out with that. And uh, happy Grammys. I hope everyone has a great day. Have a great time watching them on uh, Sunday night. CBS is the place to watch them. Close that with Drake. The number is 312-625-8492. Special thanks to Mike Heideman for joining me today. And special thanks to Blueberry for making it possible. Thank you so much. I don't want to die for them to miss me. Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They gon' tell the story was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back sometimes I won't. Yeah. I feel good sometimes I don't. Hey, no. I finesse down Western Road. Hey, next. Might go down to GOD. Yeah. I go hard on Southside G, yeah, wait. I make sure that Northside E, and still. Bad things, it's a lot of bad things that they wish and wish and wish and wish and they wish and on me. Bad things, it's a lot of bad things that they wish and wish and wish and wish and they wish and on me. Yeah. Hey, hey. She say, Do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub, I even got it tatted on me. 81, they'll bring the crashes to the party. And you know me. Turn the O2 into the O3.